Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dangerous Rhetoric. This is episode 52. Yes, it is. And today we have Mr. Ryan from Canada to give us another update about the end of the protests and all the craziness happening up there. Welcome, yeah. Ryan. Welcome, welcome. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, we were gone for a bit, actually. We didn't put any episodes out for like a little over a week, which we do sometimes. We'll kind of bang out a bunch of them and then we'll take a little break from this sometimes because world events you know moves really fast and it's it is very exhausting trying to keep up with everything and then talk talking to people in the way that we do all the time and there are people who do this way more than us so i don't even understand how they have energy <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah no we're fine man how are you which is definitely the main thing we are concerned about now so last time well, we talked you were in ottawa um, you are not in Ottawa anymore, but a lot has happened since uh, since we talked and you were in Ottawa and have now since gone. <laughs> Fill us in, man. Yeah, well, I, like, where, where do I even start? I'm back in Winnipeg now. I, uh, I got back in Winnipeg about three days ago. Um, okay, where do I start? I don't want to jump right to the end. Where did, where did we even let, leave off last time we talked? We, we mainly just talked about the CBC incident, yeah. right? Pretty much. Yes. Yeah, we can tell us about the, you know, the end of the protests, like how the end of the protests. Yeah, that's where things got exciting because it was it was pretty much just the way it was, it was <laughs> leading up to it. It was continual, um, pretty much, uh, I guess, scare tactics until until he had that emergencies act in place. And once he put that emergencies act in place, everything, everything changed very fast. They uh, it was Friday. They came around in the morning and gave some notices saying everyone's getting towed, this and that. And then um, by, I guess, noon, they, uh, they brought in the riot cops. Well, all sorts of everybody, snipers on the roof. And uh, yeah, I, I guess because they deemed us terrorists to Canada. Or I, I'm not sure exactly what yeah. the grounds was for, they definitely for bringing are, this militant uh, force. But Well, that's, that's how he seems to be painting all of you. Yes, you are all extremists and dangerous people who are danger a danger to the democracy of Canada, etc. It's 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 so funny how it's kind of like the other way around, though, right? Like him yeah. doing this to the people of Canada is pretty much a terrorist act. Yeah. How do you get more undemocratic than that? It's like, oh well, we disagree with your support of this political cause or protest, and because you gave some money to it, we're going to freeze your freaking bank account now. Granted, the you know that was lifted now. Apparently, those emergency powers, but the damage is done. You know, people see more. People see. I saw one tweet. I don't have it pulled up right now, but the guy was like, you know, my account has been unfrozen now, and. I am now currently pulling all of my money out of this bank. And I think that's what all those people should fucking do who had their accounts frozen. If they're now unfrozen, remove your fucking money. Well, you know, on that topic and like, I, I guess I'll just fast forward to this part anyways, but like I, I ended up getting arrested at the protest. We can talk yes. about how that all came yeah, about after, sure. but just after I got released, I got a call from the RCMP because my uh, car was in the red zone. And they said to me, they're like, you know, why is your car here? What are you doing here? And I was like, well, I just got arrested. I got kicked out of town. I'm going back to my car and I'm driving back to Winnipeg. She's like, okay, good. And I was like, okay, so why, like, what, why are you asking? Like, what are you, you going to tell me? She's like, well, if your car is left in the red zone, we are going to freeze all your assets and uh, seize your vehicle. <laughs> so, so I guess, yeah, no, that's, that's uh, the real deal. That was a call coming from the RCMP themselves, or at least he said she was RCMP. 
I don't know. Who knows, right? But yeah, these red zones were interesting uh, use of um, Orwellian speak in a sense. But I saw videos of, of people who like couldn't even normal people were just trying to walk on the street. There was this one lady. She left her hotel room. And she was recording, you know, obviously, because people know what's going on. She was there. one of the ladies with Rebel News. Yeah. And she she was just going to get a freaking coffee. And they're, no, you can't. You can't do that. You need to go back to your hotel room. You're in a red zone, blah, blah, blah. Like this is police state shit. Well, yeah, you had to show your ID proving you lived in the red zone in order to get in. Mm -hmm. But there was ways in. Like, everybody was getting in regardless. Yeah. All you had to do was walk over the, ca the canal. And uh, everyone was doing it. And they weren't guarding it. It's like almost like they left it for on purpose. Like, it doesn't, it didn't, I don't know. It didn't make any sense. But uh, I don't know why they would leave it on purpose. But, like, as far as the checkpoints go, they had the red zone everywhere around Wellington, downtown Ottawa was pretty much... Uh, all blocked off in the red zone but they had they had all the bridges in the town uh checkpointed uh they had checkpoints and all like almost all the neighborhoods and everything like everything was checkpointed with it gets it was absolutely insane papers please <laughs> yeah it's very disturbing we saw lots of videos from the actual when they started like trying to arrest people and and you know there was that video of that poor woman who got trampled with her little uh her, her little assistant scooter is she fine because i never followed up on that yes <laughs> she well she suffered injuries but uh, i know there was rumors that she died, that she but died that's not, she, yeah i couldn't find any confirmation of that at all so i, I also heard me. someone tell me that uh, one of the horses stomped someone's head in but i think that was a lie too it's yeah. funny how things get spread like on both sides of the spectrum it's, yeah. um, you know, everyone either tries to make everything look worse or yeah. not look as bad. Well, what is the What's your motive is? I think the saying is, uh, you know, the lie travels around the world before the truth has time to catch up. I don't know. Strap it on yeah. its boots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the lie does travel very fast, especially now, you know, in our digital landscape that we exist in. It's very easy for a rumor to just spread and grow legs, you know, before it has time to even be checked. There's still people walking around who think like, I don't know, Kyle Rittenhouse shot black people. You know, there's still people walking around who believe like the Russia gate shit and all of that when it's like the stuff has already been like this information's out there, you know, but yeah. So the um, so why don't you take us through the end? So you left on Sunday, that Sunday, that Saturday. I left on the Saturday, yeah, right after I got arrested. So I guess like, I guess I'll, I'll kind of just lead you up to that point. Like I said, like they had the riot cops show up on the Friday, and what they were doing is kind of working from one point and working toward Parliament from where the first set of trucks were down i would be where wellington uh, turns into uh Rideau, if anyone was familiar with the area there but it's at the end of the wellington pass all the parliament and all that area there um so there was a whole bunch of trucks there so what they did is they came in and they just made a wall of uh, police around them as they were i guess pushing everyone back down wellington and then uh after they were done clearing that first area then they put up uh seven foot construction fences between all the buildings and everything. So nobody could enter that area after they kept working their way all the way down Wellington uh, along where all the trucks were. Um, you know, at this time, most of the people were pulling out because what they were, they were seizing people's vehicles and selling them, you know, pretty much your SOL, you can get your truck back. Right. So oh. a lot of people started pulling out before they were able to get into their zone and 
because they didn't want to lose, you know, $150,000 semi, right? Yeah. So, but, um, so that, so that was happening on the Friday. I didn't stick around for too long. I kind of went in there and, you know, kind of told a few of the, I guess the riot cops there tried to, you know, kill their spirits a little bit. You know, I kept calling one of them by his helmet number, you know, uh, just cause he, I, I noticed you can tell like a lot of them, you could see they either enjoy it or they're kind of uncomfortable being there. You can always tell by their eyes, right? That's like, true. That's true. The eyes, the eyes tell everything. Well, exactly. And like this one guy that I kept razzing on, like he kept looking down at the ground. So I knew he, he saw a part of him, like felt ashamed. Right. So I kept, I kept r- just ripping on him and I was hoping, you know, maybe he could, uh, I could break his spirit and make him like, you know, drop his right gear and uh, take, take forces on our side. The funny thing about that though, is there was a couple of them that actually quit on the spot and for quitting their job, they got instantly arrested. Wow. Yeah. Like, I guess a couple of them just couldn't handle it. Right. Like there's kids dropping roses on their feet, you know, people sitting in front of them praying and shit like that, that tugs on your heartstrings. Right. If you got any kind of, a soul if you that's have really gonna hit you right you i don't care what your job is and yeah, yeah a few of them quit on the spot and uh, right away they uh they got arrested on the spot as soon that's, as they quit that's crazy i didn't even hear about that that's well no you, of course you're not going to hear about that they're not going to say that people are getting arrested for quitting their job yeah which is why we're talking to people like you because we're like we you know we want to know what's happening you know who is actually there and you know so much of what we hear in the mainstream media especially coming out of there right now is hard to trust so oh yeah no 100 percent um i guess like back to where i was there so yeah so i guess those guys quit or whatever so the riot cops on friday i ended up going back to my hotel um you know there's really nothing i could do right like they're either gonna arrest you or they're just gonna keep pushing you back one of the two uh so the saturday uh, i got up and i was gonna head back there and find out what was going on and my brother called me and he's like sent me a few videos he's like check these videos out and there were people getting like it was pretty much a catch and release thing they were just arresting people driving them to the outskirts of town and then just dropping them off and saying don't come back so you know i was like okay that kind of gave me an idea i'm like well then i'm not too scared to get arrested then right i'm like that seems pretty uh pretty easy whatever no big deal and i kind of have to you should always you should always expect it you should always expect it too. I think if you're going to protest, you know, you should always know that this is a possibility of how this could play out. They could end up arrested, you know? Yeah. And I guess it all depends on your placement in the protest, right? If you're up in the front, right up against all those riot cops, then you got a really high chance of getting yeah. arrested. But if you're, if you're hanging back in the background and, you know, maybe yelling a few things from behind, uh, your chance is a lot lower for sure. At least in that situation it was right. But of course, I uh, I like to get up in the front line and uh, throw in my two cents. So, but like I said, I wasn't scared to get arrested because I thought, okay, catch and release. I had to come back. Uh, I had to leave the next day to get back for my son's birthday, anyways. So I and I couldn't really leave because, like, I don't know. Like, I I fi- I figured like my heart was in Ottawa. Like, I I, fi- I figured I was needed there, right? So I couldn't really just get in myself to leave. So I figured if I get arrested and kicked out of town, then I have no choice. And then I can't feel too bad about it. I actually felt like shit about it after anyways, but yeah, I don't know. Right. I thought it was the one way I could get myself to leave I feel and not feel too guilty. I feel so, like that makes a but, statement too. I think even your, your willingness to put yourself out there enough to get arrested is a statement in and in, in of itself. You know, I wouldn't feel any shame, you know, especially if you, you know, you have your son's birthday, you got to attend. That's pretty important. So. 
no, yeah, it is. And like, but like the, like the way I got arrested, I, 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 I was pretty much calling him out. I'm not sure if you guys saw the video that was posted on, uh, I was tagged in on uh, my Facebook wall or whatever, but uh, they, they had a line and they're coming up with us with batons. So I stepped on top of this planter because they have to keep their line, right? So that nobody gets by them. Uh, so I stepped on the planter and there was no one on the other side of the planter. So the guy stepped up on there. Uh, they have to form his line, and I kind of called them out, told them they're all bullies and whatever. Yeah, I talked some shit to them, right? And then um, I noticed, like, right where I was standing, where the planters were, that's where everyone was shoving the snow. So at first, they were going around the snow piles, right? And they weren't, but uh, I was like, well, fuck these guys, you know, if these guys want to fucking be heartless bastards, I'm gonna make them work for it. So I stepped, I started walking up these four foot snow piles, forcing the riot cops to follow me up them. This was like right after that video that I made. So the, for one guy follows me up and oh, slipped man. a little bit. And he, he fell or whatever. And I, I noticed they were getting a little bit frustrated with me at this point. <laughs> so I had my back to them and I have my back turned. And then out of nowhere, I just hear like footprints marching. And I felt about four or five hands, maybe three, well, anywhere from three to five. It was a lot. And they just grabbed me by my back and kind of just sucked me right into their, oh, man. right into their little uh, thing or whatever. And, um, they never, they never did anything like as far as like beating me or anything like that. They're actually very gentle, but I think the reason why is because people were like, there's a lot of people live streaming it, and someone's like, they're gonna, because I was being cocky to them and I was making them work for their shit, right? Someone's like, they're gonna, they're gonna come arrest you, they're gonna arrest you, and I'm like, well, I'm like, I hope you guys get it all on video so that you know at least you guys can show the world when they bash my head in, right? I was like, I'll take one for the fucking team. I don't give a shit. So that was kind of my attitude there. Yeah. So. I was hoping in a sense, well, yes and no. I kind of wanted him to beat me just so that we could have videos of it, right? For a guy that they just rush and beat just because he's being an asshole. Like, not really the reason to get beat up. But at the same time, I didn't want to get beat up because I really didn't feel like driving home with a headache, right? So, um, <laughs> yeah, probably best sense. to not get beat up, Ryan. We want your. No, no. Like, <laughs> Well, it's it is in my name. I like I used to fight MMA and stuff, so it's not like I'm I'm really? not used to getting punched in the head. So. Oh wow. I'm in, I'm into MMA, you know. I watch it. Well, if you put my name up on uh, YouTube, you can see my amateur fights. Like I only fought five amateur fights, only three are on YouTube, but I'm definitely, you can check them out if you want if you're interested. I'm going to do that, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the fortunate part is I, I was I fought 3 and 2, but uh, all my wins were the ones that ended up on YouTube. I can't find footage of my losses. So it just makes, it just makes me look like a champ. <laughs> yes. No, that's cool, though. And I'm not surprised at all that someone like you was an actual fighter because you definitely have that, that fighter spirit. I, well, I just, I grew up like that, man. I was always protecting people. I was like, I was like the guy who bullied the bullies. And I've never been a big person. I'm only 5'10". Like, I went in high school and growing up, I was 160, right? Like, but I always just stuck up for everybody because I thought it was the right thing to do. So I got in a lot of fights. And that's why I got into MMA. It's just like, I wasn't one of the guys that, like saw it on TV and thought I was a tough guy. Yeah. Actually, you just got a lot of experience and I did very well. So I thought, hey, man, I could probably rock this shit. So yeah, well, that's it, why I got into it. That translated into dealing with the biggest bully, I guess you could possibly deal with, which is the government. Yeah, and that's and that's why I'm up there being aggressive with them and calling out the news. And, you know, telling uh, telling these thugs that they're fucking, they're clowns and they're fucking just big bullies and fuck you guys, you know, is because, yeah, man, any way I can get to the government and be, well, whatever, man, like, you know what I'm trying to, I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, I can't put words to yeah, it. Yeah, well, like you stand said, up earlier, to them, right? I'm, you, I'll stand up to them, I'm not afraid. Yeah, and you don't want to make it easy for them either, and that that's, 
definitely, I think, why we've gotten to the point where we've gotten in the last two years. You know, I can be kind of belligerent on Twitter sometimes. And I think there comes a point where you have to be a little belligerent because being polite with authoritarians isn't going to stop them from being authoritarians. They're going right, to keep yeah. pushing. They're going to keep trying to control your life. That's what authoritarians do. You have to be willing to be assertive enough to tell these people to go fuck themselves. I'm not saying to like physically fight them, obviously defend yourself in, in a way if it gets to that, but to just be assertive enough to say, no, I disobey. I will not comply with you. You can't control me. You can't control my life. Go fuck yourself. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like the whole time they had just, the, you know, I guess I call them regular police there. Um, you know, and we had nothing but respect. It was all mutual respect back and forth between all the police. It was once they had these riot guys that come yeah. in there that know that they're know that they're fucking doing doing the wrong thing. You know, those are the guys where it's like, well, you know what? Fuck you, thugs. I, I, I care less about you guys. You guys are all scum. So I, you know, I had no problem telling them that. Yeah, it seems like but, they also had that. They had uh, the police chief in Ottawa resign. And then they got this interim guy who was willing to use the, the more harsh, crazy tactics. And then it, it well, well, yeah, no, I was going to say they got, they got rid of the black, uh, the black cop for the Nazi. They, they replaced them with the Nazi. So oh, interesting. And then, well, I don't know. He's, he's a skinhead guy. And that was a lot of the word going around that he's got some kind of Nazi tactics uh, in his back in his repertoire. Who knows if that's true? I, I might know. just be throwing a bunch of shit out there with that one. So who knows? But yeah, we, we don't know. It's, it's fine. The other thing that, that I heard is that the lady who was the organizer is still in jail and her bail was denied because they said that she represented a threat to public safety. Well, I think, I think the big thing uh, that they have on her is that she like, you know, Alberta is a province in Canada. I'm not sure how familiar you guys are with, uh, the provinces or whatever, like province is a state pretty much. Yeah. Um, in case you guys didn't know, but um, uh, I'm aware. Anyway, Alberta's Alberta's like the main uh, oil uh, producer in Canada. And um, they, there was a separatist party that wanted to separate, uh, I wanted to separate Alberta and make it their own country. Hmm. Right. So she was part of the separatist, um, the separatist party. So I think the whole thing that the government's using is they're saying that she's a terrorist because she's trying to be uh, overthrow the government is what they're trying to say. But based on her past experience with the separatist party that she used to be a part of. So I think they're really trying to throw the book at her in some sense of the form. They, uh, they did that with the January 6th protesters down here. We, uh, we were actually down there, but we didn't do anything crazy because that was, we're not going to go do crazy things because we're not crazy. <laughs> but a lot of the people yeah. that actually, they, they, I feel like maybe the FBI was involved in whipping up people to go inside the Capitol mm -hmm. and do illegal things. And a lot of those people, there's still a couple hundred that are being uh, treated very poorly in a DC. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they still have them locked up. They've had them locked up for over a year now. Yeah. They're basically political prisoners. Yeah, and they've been mistreating them, harassing them, and you know, the most terrible things are being said about these people when a lot of them were just, you know, like locked up for misdemeanor trespassing charges. You know, these weren't the people that were doing the actual breaking and entering. And a lot of those people, you know, mysteriously uh were not charged. 
So there's a lot of chatter that the, the, the FBI had either informants or undercover agents involved. And that's what like they, they were the people that got that confused all these people and got them to go into the Capitol. So much, so much shady shit. But it seems like day. they, right. they've almost like tried to, I, that's what, what concerns me is that, you know, they might try to like January 6th, some of the more, you know, vocal or, or present protesters up in, uh, up up in, in Ottawa yeah. or if like I don't know if they're if you're worried they might come after you guys down the line or you might have to deal with you know like police knocking on your door asking questions well, later you know part of oh I'm sure it's possible but part of what worried. happened too with Gen 6 is you know even if even if uh, the government didn't come after you if you were just there it affected your personal life in, in very real ways, especially just based on how that was being portrayed. And if you were associated with it in any way, you're kind of a leper to a lot of people now based on how the media paints you. So like, how has this affected your personal life, um, your friendships, your your family? You know, Have you been ostracized? Do a lot of them support you? Do they just not understand? My brothers, I got four brothers. Uh, my older brother, he's kind of, uh, well, he's a corrections officer. So I think he's kind of indoctrinated into the system. But um, like my other brothers, they've been thanking me, man. They've been following up. They, they're happy for me. My mom and dad or whatever. It's not the worst thing that's happened to me getting charged. That's probably the only thing they're really maybe upset about. But whatever. Like, oh, yeah, I guess I never got into that. I got, ended up getting four charges. I'll, I'll explain that after. But um, no, like, I don't know. I the way I look at it now, I'm not, I'm not prepared to take anybody's shit. That's like completely asleep. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm done with, uh, I'm done with those people, I guess it sucks, but you know what, man, you're, you're lost. And I don't know, but uh, aside from that, like I've, I've made like such great friendships out there. It's done. It's done wonders for me going out to Ottawa. Like, to be honest, like it, it's made me a different person inside. And that's in a good way. Like just, the unity and everything that was involved with it, the new family that I have that I hung out with for a month every day that, you know, I can call family that are from all over the country. Um, it's changed me. It's, you know, and, you know, I got a lot of people reaching out to me that would have never reached out to me if I didn't go, you know, it's, that's definitely heartwarming for sure. As far as negative people, I don't know. I haven't experienced any because I think most people know what's going on here. So that's good to hear. Yeah. It's yeah. But also a big difference, I think, between the Ottawa protests and January 6th was that they weren't able to rile or convince any of you guys into doing things that were like severely yeah. illegal. Like when January 6th, they had a lot of breaking and entering happening yeah. at the Capitol. The reasons were different, too. I mean, that one was about the election. You know, this one is was about the mandates. The mandates. So it's, it's definitely not to say that, you know, there weren't people in Jan 6 who were there for reasons related to this stuff, the lockdowns, people who lost their livelihoods, lost their business. Right. And in their mind, yes, all of that stuff was kind of connected to what they were seeing play out with the election and, and all of that. And, you know, whether Trump would have been better or not, I don't even know at this point when it comes to the mandates, but especially because he's been very like pro-vax and all that and he did push it through you know i think it's easy for people yeah that, you know a lot I, of people who like him i know i think i think the whole mandates thing's a whole nother agenda and i don't even think it has anything to do with a virus but i'm not getting into conspiracy theories yeah. with you no, guys, I, don't, so. I don't even think it's a conspiracy theory but yeah people who listen to us know that we definitely do not shy away from 
delving into those things. I mean, we already had a whole episode where we talked about aliens and stuff, so people know what's up. No, yeah, no. I, I get it. You know what? I'm just lost when it comes to that. I like to listen to information. I, I believe really nothing I hear and only half of what I see, so yeah. like, I need to go down the conspiracy alley. I'm probably going to be way off my mark, right? But I'm, I'm definitely open to listen to everything and hear it and take it in, you know what I yeah. mean? We just like so. to speculate about conspiracy sometimes just for fun, for the hell of it, you know? I think, uh, you know, uh, a, a mature mind, a clever mind can play with ideas and discuss ideas and, and hold those ideas, try them on without necessarily believing them automatically or, you know, having to submit to the idea, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I uh, definitely, uh, I don't know how to really um, reply to that, but. Um, yeah, that's not good. I mean, yeah, ask, sorry, you know, sorry, I, I just didn't know. It's uh, the taboo, uh, man. I get, I get you. I just yeah. didn't really have a response for that one. <laughs> I no, I mean, no, it's just, it's just a general observation, you know, I think a, a point about conspiracies. People get afraid of talking about that stuff because, you know, oh, I don't want to be labeled this or that. It's like, dude, you don't, you can talk about like, oh, are reptilians real? That doesn't mean you have to like believe it. You know, you can be like, hey, you know, people believe this. What is this? What is, what is this? Why? You know? Well, yeah, no, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. That's like me personally. I, um, I honestly don't really care what people think I'm fucking crazy or some shit. Most <laughs> yeah, people think same. I already think I am anyway. So whatever. Same, man. Same. It is what it is. You know, those, those who know me love me, man. And that's all that really matters. So. And it seems like uh, Trudeau in a stunning turn of events announced the end of the emergency measures. Did you hear about that? Do you have any thoughts about that? Well, the word on the streets, right. And again, like I'm not big into politics myself. But the word on the street was the Senate was going to deny it. And so, and then with them denying it, he was going to get a vote of non-confidence, apparently, which would have cost him his position as prime minister. Uh -huh. So he revoked it before they had a chance to deny it. Hmm. Interesting. So, like I said, I, I can't back up that that's fact, but I'm sure there's probably a little bit of fact in there. Well, it, it just, it, it seemed like a, a very stark turnaround, you know, within, you know, just 24 hours before he made that announcement, he was defending the emergency measures and insisting that they were necessary. And then like the next day he comes around and just, you know, he, it's like he did a 180 real quick. And then Pete, there's a lot of speculation. And that was also my guess was that the Senate was going to shoot it down or that he got some back channel discussions that they were going to shoot it down or either. I mean, I don't know what really happened, but that just seems, it seemed like the most logical explanation. He to was me. definitely getting a lot of criticism from it. I just, it just came to my mind, but I saw this video by Melissa Lantzman. I was not familiar with her until I saw this video, but she did a really, really powerful video where she uh, basically like not only called Trudeau out, but she told him to apologize for calling people like her who are Jewish and he wouldn't apologize and had ancestors in the Holocaust and stuff for calling people like her Nazis for supporting exactly yes that's exactly what it was and she kept asking for apology I apology he refused and then he just walked out wow yeah it's crazy it's crazy but she she spoke very eloquently and really laid out what's wrong with all this stuff and some people still don't get it yeah oh trust me we know We're, we look at twitter comments and there's definitely people uh very indoctrinated and seem to be a lot of authoritarian yeah there. buying this this crap that the all these people went there because they just want to you know take over the governments or they're anti-free it's like dude it's the opposite your government 
They're the ones who screwed your businesses up. They're the ones who locked everything down for two years. And all of a sudden you get like a couple weeks of some protesters who are like enough of this stuff. And you complain like, oh, they're hurting small businesses. They're shutting everything down. It's like, God. Which was, which was so far from the truth. It's ridiculous. Read the room. <laughs> like those who stayed open uh, had their rent paid off in one day. Fucking, it was, it was insane how busy they, they were. Yeah. This one, uh, this one Polish lady was so excited for us to be there every day. Um, but like everybody closed because the mayor right at the start said they're dangerous people. It's not safe to have your business open. Uh, and they fear mongered everybody into closing. And then they're complaining that they're not making money. Well, open up, man. You got a million people in your city. Like yeah. open up, make some money. Yeah. Crazy. It is nuts. Were any of those businesses attacked? Were any of their windows broken? Were any of them set on fire or looted? No. Not not one thing. Nobody, like, we were we were way too smart. To, we just knew that as long as you don't do anything illegal, there's nothing they're really going to do. Until, well, until Justin had a hissy fit and did his whole <laughs> whatever his emergency act or whatever they want to well, call it. The pretty, law, pretty much martial law. Yeah, at this point. basically. Well, and the longer it dragged them, on, the longer it dragged on, the worse he was looking. That also gave them the ability to seize people's bank accounts and freeze them, which was yeah. kind of like the most authoritarian, extreme It's crazy. Chinese communist. It gave power. him God power is what it gave That's, him. He could do anything he wanted. Yep. Disturbing. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Like more, more and more, <laughs> I was joking with Brent about this last week, but like more and more I'm starting to uh, believe like maybe his mom did fuck castro and like <laughs> maybe maybe he is castro's son you know there is a he's, lot of resemblance. Kind of commie and a lot <laughs> of resemblance there's Dude. also there's also a lot of interesting i read a whole article on medium about the whole castro is his father theory and they make a compelling argument yeah. for it when you look at the timing of you know where they were apparently both of them were swingers and, and they had a lot of love, you know a lot of love for castro they talk very fondly of him yeah all i'm gonna say is pull up a picture of trudeau's father and look at them next to each other and then pull up a picture <laughs> of castro and trudeau and just look at them next to each other that's all i'm gonna say so yeah. i understand why that conspiracy theory has grown the legs that it has grown and then when you look at him now and you're just like god you're such a fucking authoritarian communist type like maybe it's in your blood i don't know i don't know apparently um, his little brother also resembles uh also resembles Castro. Mm. Apparently, his little brother passed away, though I think in a yes, in an skiing accident, accident or something. Accident. So yeah. had an accident. Many, many. Oh, I, I wouldn't know. I, I haven't know, cared enough it, about uh, Mister Trudeau to give two shits about anybody <laughs> in his family. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. Also, no, I like fan of blackface, yeah. Mister Justin. Yeah, like the amount of times he has done that is definitely <clears throat> kind of uncomfortable. Like, he's, the, he's the biggest hypocrite. Like, it's just with recent times here. Where he's calling us all all terrorists because we want to have our rights and freedoms. That's all we were asking for. Pretty much draw mandates and let us be uh, get back to life. Yeah. And then he turns around and says that Ukraine deserves their rights and freedoms. And and it's like, whoa, man! Like you just totally one eighty that one, you hypocrite. They are hypocrites. Like, you're, you're you're putting you're declaring war on your own citizens, but then you're saying someone else deserves freedom in a different country. Like, yeah, they do, but <laughs> still, man, like you just pretty much did the opposite on your own soil the next day you're talking like that it's, it's insane 
Yeah. I don't know. They, they don't care, man. It's all grandstanding with these people. You know, they don't actually give a shit about it. It's the same thing with the Ukraine situation right now. It's like, do people actually think that Western powers and our military and our banking cartels actually care about the Ukrainian people? It's like, yeah, I'm not saying like Putin isn't, you know, no, to blame weaponize. at all, but it's like they weaponize empathy. They don't and compassion. care. They only they only deploy it when there is a financial, social, or political advantage that they're chasing. Yeah. It's not, you know, they they have their stated reasons and then they have their their real reasons. Yeah. And you see that again and again and again. And anytime you you know you see somebody coming out and like like Trudeau and saying that oh you know they need to have their freedom, it's just so ironic and so obvious BS. And just yeah. like ah, you guys are so bad. I don't even think they know what that he knows what that word means, or he does, you know. And they just really, I think deep down, people like him just they hate freedom. They're authoritarians. They they want to control every aspect of other people's lives and i think they get a kick out of it you know the mask police types and and the people shaming others for not getting the shot like i tweeted something about this the other day but i think it's kind of like for many not all i know a lot are afraid and this and that but for many i think it's like revenge of the nobodies these are people who never had anything going for them in their lives who never had any sense of power at all and now all of a sudden they're given this this 15 minutes of fame to feel like i'm a fucking hero because i wore a mask and the government told me to get an injection so i did it for you for other people because i care you know so you gotta do it too they get a kick out of it it's like it's it's enthralling to them to boss everyone around they finally get a chance to do that it's like shut the fuck up go sit down like sorry you got oh, well, in high school like well the people that work in the stores some of the stores are the worst that yeah. like you know I, I never wear a mask so i get it every time i go in a store i i get harassed i'm sure you guys don't have to worry about that in florida but not here no um, in New York, you're supposed to wear you're supposed to wear masks in the stores here they're dropping it on uh, march march 15th but uh yeah i never wear one just yesterday at canadian tire i had to go buy uh an ice uh, chipper because mine broke and the guy right away sees me chasing me down the store says uh you need a mask and you can just tell he's getting a big kick about having the authority and i just whatever i just ignore them i don't even don't even talk to him i just carry on with my shopping and ignore them that's so selfish and he's like he's like he's still shopping and then he gets on the phone and he's like this guy, he's not putting a mask on he's not leaving oh you know, my he's, God. he's just getting and he's you know he's just obviously so feeling like he has that power like he's doing something good and it's like man like Look like an idiot like, like I, leave me alone some of them too part of it is like because they complied and did it they just you, they need you to do it because it's like how right. dare you get how dare you get to not follow the rules when i followed the rules it's like well maybe you were a fucking idiot for following the rules so that doesn't you know doesn't give you the right to boss everyone else around and say well now you must do it too it's like no Nope. Well, that's like um, like my 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 ex, my youngest kid's mom. I was talking, I was talking with her, and I said, I don't let my, I don't put masks on my kids anywhere I go. And she tells me they have to wear masks because it's the rules, and I don't care how stupid the rule is. If it's a rule, you got to follow it. Oh God! And I'm just like, <laughs> this is the problem. This yeah. is this is the problem. Right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if I'm glad I always sense, got in shit you know? at school and shit. Always a troublemaker, never following the rules because it kind of paid off in this sense. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're not like doing anything terrible, but this is like basic shit we're asking for here. We're not like asking for, we're asking for the right to like show our face. <laughs> like, how is this a controversial thing now? 
You know, it's been two years. Not to mention let it go. The, all the all the yeah. uh, the data on you know masking in places like yeah. stores and stuff. There's never been any scientific basis, but to demonstrate that it actually reduces spread uh, or transmission in, in places like stores. Like you just don't have long enough presence around people in order to actually transmit anything. Yeah. The arbitrary rules they just they make no sense. How are you protecting? social distancing? It's the same thing. Like, you know, the, the, the six feet, they yeah. that totally arbitrary yeah. number. There's they no out of data. The air. For that. There's no data. And actually when they did do study on social distancing, they found that actually you need probably more like 12 to, to 20 feet if yeah. you were going to do that, but that's not practical. So they didn't go with it. So, well, Brent, so you're, what you're saying is that if you walk into a restaurant with your mask on and then sit down and take it off, it's not protecting people no what but people have been doing that for two years what are you talking about daniel it's too late for sarcasm (laughs) (laughs) it's never too late for sarcasm (laughs) no brent's tired right now so he's like i don't don't do well at this time of night (laughs) i'm not yeah that's that's my fault i guess sorry guys it's okay it's It's fine honestly then swamps man i haven't worked in a month so it kind of lets shit pile up a bit I just feel like you you have to add a little levity to this stuff because it's so it's so insane, it's so absurd, and it's been dragging out for so long. Like if I didn't have comedy and like memes and in a way to like laugh at this shit while going through it, I don't know if I would. Have what uh, what do you do for a living, Ryan? What do I do for a living? <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, I have like four small little businesses that I run, and then I also uh, work for uh, a petroleum company delivering fuel, and I'm also a salesman for them. But like I have a property maintenance company where right now I'm doing a lot of snow clearing because it snows like crazy up here. Oh yeah. Um, Then I got a food concession business that I run in the summer months, a little bit in the spring uh, when the temperature is right here. I have a hockey rink building business that I started last year that uh, is pretty awesome. I have to say it's it's, it's top notch. I build uh, rinks for people in their backyards and then I maintain them and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, it was a pretty awesome thing to happen uh, so during Canadian. the pandemic. <laughs> that was very Canadian. <laughs> so Canadian. Me. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm like one of the only people that do it too. So I started it like last year and uh, it blew up because uh, right after I started it, uh, they locked everyone out of hockey and all that because of uh, restrictions and shit. Uh, so yes. it, yeah, it, it, blew, it blew up like pretty crazy. I, I couldn't keep up. It was actually a nightmare to be honest, but uh it was a lot smoother this year now that I, uh, I've, um, yeah, it's just been a lot easier. And I think, uh, I think I have a couple other things I do. Like I do Christmas light installs, property maintenance. I get myself pretty busy. Like I'm trying not to do as much of the work anymore. I'm trying to get more to the managerial side of things, but I've never really been good at that. I'm more of a just like take charge guy and do it myself and hate paying other people to do it. But it's coming to the point now where I'll make more money if I get other people to do the work and, sit back and then i don't know do all the behind the scenes shit because yeah i got a lot of my plates so well that's good because that's how you know like the business is growing you know when you you feel like you have to like pass some of the work off to someone you know i have to or else i just can't get it all done plus i'm trying to get it so i can just pass off all the work to like all of the work and then i can just worry about making sure all the you know everything's getting met and everything's taken care of on the back end of things, right? Because I want to start, start spending a lot more time with my kids and having a little bit more free time. I've been working my ass off since I, I can remember and, you know, around the clock. That's, you know, that's why we were talking at night because I just, 
I, I'm always too busy working. So I'm trying to free up more time for myself. So that's what, another reason why I'm trying to get like people to uh, work for me, but I've never really been the good at uh, managing. I just, I'm more take charge, like I said. So uh, I got to yeah, work on that. Seem like the, you seem like the handyman type of guy for sure. You give me that vibe. I'm not a perfectionist. I, I wouldn't be the finisher, but I can definitely uh, get things done. <laughs> nice. And then yeah. you have, you have five kids, right? Two yeah, yeah. teens and then three younger little ones. Yeah, uh, 16, 14, 8, 7, and 4. Wow. You got the whole range in there. <laughs> yeah, man. And you, you, the teens came with you to the protest for the early part, right, before it got a little crazy? They did, yeah. Like, they started threatening that, you know, the kids are in danger. Well, you saw the whole CBC right, yeah. thing. We went over that last time. So yeah. their mom came and ended up picking them up, uh, I guess, a week before it ended. What was their, so, what was their uh, opinion on the whole thing? Uh, my daughter loved it. Like uh, she wasn't even halfway home. And then she just texted me like, Oh dad, I love you. Thank you so much. It was a wonderful experience. So that was awesome. My son sat in the car most of the time. He's kind of sit there, plays video games, kind of kids. So yeah. That's he's not too interested in anything else, but I uh, know my daughter had a, had a great time. She's going to have, those will be lasting memories for her for the rest of her life. So. Yeah. It's a historic event. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, I mean, she's definitely lucky to have a father like you who's willing to stand up for those things you know because so many of these parents you know and i'm not trying to shit on them but i kind of am what have they done you know to stand up for the future of their kids it's like we allowed the masking and all this stuff to just carry on and on and on i personally don't get it i'm not a father but i feel like if i was a father especially if i was still in new jersey right now and seeing those policies i wouldn't stand for it i would make a damn scene like i would show well, up my kid the main, that's the main reason i went there show up with my kid without that damn mask and i'll say no they're, they're going in this school i would make a scene you know but, but you know what there's just too many people that are like well this is what they say and they are always right and you just got to do what they say and that's it don't question don't question the authorities right like it's just okay they said do that so let's do it yeah. that's the way i don't know it just seems like there's too many people that are just lemmings i guess is the word for it <laughs> lemmings it's a good one it seems like there's still do you are there still protests happening around canada have you heard about people like having their <laughs> things popping up? i i love this question because um so in ottawa um uh, like i mentioned they put a cage around like parliament that goes about 10 blocks by two blocks and it's all caged off and i know cbc had a picture uh, on the Monday after they went and cleared everyone out and their, their caption was Trudeau walks from parliament to his office across the street with, or across an empty street. Meanwhile, on the other side of the fucking fence, there's still thousands of people protesting, wow. but they'll never show you that shit. Mm -hmm. wow. It's so manipulative, you know, <laughs> the way they cut. Because the fence is like two blocks away from parliament, right? So they're not, they're not bringing the cameras over there to show yes. you this. There's still, there's still people. It's all just foot traffic at this point, though, right? Like none of the trucks are there or anything. It's just, it's just people on foot. But I know that um, on the fifth, there's a march over the Gatineau Bridge. That's uh, the bridge in Ottawa that goes over to Quebec side, and uh, there's a march there, march to Parliament from there. So that's on the fifth of March. And then there's also another thing in Canada that's. Um, it's um, a stretch across the Trans-Canada Highway. Now, the Trans-Canada Highway is one that goes right from BC all the way across Canada to the East Coast. And uh, apparently, 
they're, they've calculated that it would take 5 million people to hold hands, like with your arms stretched across to cross Canada. So the whole plan is to try to get 5 million people to stand across Canada, hand in hand, all the way along the number one highway. Wow. So we're going to see if, I uh, hopefully, I'm going to try to join that one and hopefully, uh, Hopefully it works. If, there, if it works, that's, you know, like I said, that's 5 million people showing their support right there. So that's a lot of people. Doesn't sound like a fringe minority to me. Yeah. Well, it hasn't happened yet. So we'll see if it, it can make the full connection, right? That's, it seems like a pretty tall task. Yeah. A 5 million people is a lot of people to get to show up to something, you know, one, one day. But, you know, who knows? You know, if you could gather them from across the country. Well, and that's the thing, that right? Nearby, like, Everyone can just go into their province where there's a gap in the line, yeah. right? And Park the car, then yeah. kind of gap the line. So, like, I could see it being doable. It all depends just how many people are willing to get behind it. And I, I, I'm going to definitely participate in that. And I'll bring, probably, if I can bring all five of my kids. So that'll be six people. <laughs> yeah, we might have to do a, a, a third part to this. Another follow-up episode and get some updates on that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm sure that one will probably just be people standing in solidarity. I don't think there'll be too much with that going on, right? Like, you're only going to be able to talk to the couple people in your range. So, yeah. Well, I was shocked about how many people showed up. You guys have, like, extreme sub-zero temperatures. Yeah. Like Dedication. It's one of the things that, that kind of surprised me. One of the things we noticed here in the United States was that protests definitely have more oomph in the summer months and the spring months. And, and then in the winter, it kind of piddles out. Um, well, we didn't see that with Jan 6, I well, guess. Can, anyway, Canadians but. are more cold used, adapted. They're, you're used to the cold. So I think that's part of it. They weren't going to let it stop them. But, but you're as, right. As it warms yeah. up, I, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if, if more people, larger, you know, yeah. got, especially if they don't drop the mandates at the federal level, which I think well, is. Oh, yeah. Crazy. See, a lot, of, a lot of the talk was just wait until the. Just wait until the spring when the bikers start coming down, right? Like, <laughs> and everyone their harbors down there and stop too, right? Those fuckers are loud as hell. So. That's what we need. Just bring all the bikers into Ottawa. That'll annoy the shit out of the, the politicians over there. Well, apparently there's talks about them uh, them getting a crew together, but there's always talks about everything, right? Yeah. Talk is cheap is the way I look at it. So you see action. I, I try not to talk. I'd rather walk. It's a lot. You get better results. Did you see the MP? Uh, I don't know her name, but she said that the honk honk was a uh, dog whistle. Hitler. AJ. Oh my God. Talk <laughs> about grasping at straws. <laughs> that idea was actually a 4chan troll. Yeah. And, and the fact that it made it to, you know, into the mainstream <laughs> and then into the actual Canadian parliament, it just, it made me laugh really hard. Well, they don't do any research. I would like to say that. Uh, that Hong Kong means Hong Kong. <laughs> Just right. to clarify, people, but, you know, Hong Kong means Hong Kong. Well, it was the same thing that they said that this is a, a white supremacy symbol, the OK sign. You know, like the, the, they'll do anything in order to slander and slur other opposition. They just make shit up. Yeah. And then people on 4chan will make these trolls and then they think it's real. And it just shows you that we're actually living in clown world. Yeah. Oh, clown! I think we're. I think actually we're just living in a big theater, to be honest. And uh, you know, we're just we're the unwilling actors in it, and we don't even know because it it seems like everything just step to a script, like just the way things happen. I don't know. Like, I, like again, I could be digging down a rabbit hole here. Uh, but... This this is definitely a TV show for aliens. They're watching this shit. And they're like, 
earth season whatever is like crazy right now south park made that <laughs> yeah no kidding 2004 2004 2022 i don't know we're, we're a little weirder we think maybe we're just in a big farm okay don't get <laughs> i'm not gonna get, get distracted no no i, I I'm, I'm okay i'm okay with that like there's we don't know shit right how do you yeah, know we don't man we don't there's so much we don't know for sure and you know, despite all of the, the things that play out on the political sphere, you know, it's why, like, I think it's important to have, like, a certain sense of spirituality to some extent and to have something to kind of ground you beyond just dealing with this mundane worldly shit, you know? Well, like, I, I, I that always brings me back to uh, the first uh, Men in Black at the very end where um, it zooms out of the universe and it keeps zooming out and then there's two aliens playing marbles and they put yes. them in a bag. So good. Like, that was just like, like and yes, if you're, if you're like a kid too, and you really understood that conceptually. That's like, like mind blowing. But you never know. We could just be a piece of mold on a piece of cheese. Who this knows? Very true. <laughs> but oh man, that first Men in Black was classic. Now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I gotta watch that again soon. I love that. You know, yeah. marble. I think was it the marble in the second one with the galaxy inside of it. Is that the second one? I forget. Uh, it was on the couch. Um, yeah, that was the second one. That was no, cool. that was the first one. Was it? Orion. Was... It was on Orion's belt. And the one yeah. that was the first... bog and he yes, climbs up the thing. Yeah. But yeah, we could just be like our whole galaxy is just in a marble and it's in like on a cat's collar for an alien. Right. Yeah. Like that, yeah, that's the cat. thing. We don't know. That could be the case. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know, man. But uh, it definitely helps to, I think, think about the bigger picture because it's very really easy to get lost in all the details and the tribes and all of that in our worldly political sphere. But, so they, they, you said that they ended up charging you with stuff. What did they charge you with? Yeah, what did they charge you with? <laughs> this is hey, this is funny, man. Like, like I, I'm pretty sure you're getting dropped because there's no way they can even like. Anyways, well, I'll just explain it. So yeah, so the guys just rushed me and tackled me and threw the zip ties on me and then they handed me to another cop who then brought me over to another set of cops who talked to me for a little bit just small talk whatever shoot the shit and then they're like so what do they charge you with and i was like you're gonna ask me what they charged me with? they charged me with nothing they, they tackled me and threw cuffs on me and she's like oh okay and then she gave me to another cop and then they just made up charges <laughs> and they gave me four charges um, mischief obstruction, mischief, mischief obstruction to property, and then disobey lawful order, which was they deemed it an illegal protest. So that was the lawful order. And then the other one was uh, obstruct, uh, resist, uh, no, obstruct, resist officer, which is, I absolutely did not do at all. I, once they grabbed me, I just let them have their way because I figured they're going to beat me anyway. So, but uh, yeah, no, so they gave me four charges and then. At yeah, first, they just property. said, "Like, how, how did they have that charge? What property did you, Nothing. Did you mess with? Making like, it a, up? A pile of snow? They literally made it up." The way they explained it to me is that I was on the property, and I was in their way. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Wow! You tell me what that means. I, I, it I it, it means we didn't want you there, <laughs> and because we say you can't be here, now you're under arrest and you have. Broken. Well, a lot of the people they were just catching releasing without charges. I think the reason that they stuck charges on me is because I was there since the start. 
Okay. And I told, they asked me how long I was there. I did tell them like I was there since the start or whatever. Oh, you so, talk to the cops. That's number one rule. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. When they ask you, <laughs> yeah. just be like. Well, no, that was the only thing I talked to them, except for like, you know, what they ate for breakfast and shit like that. But uh, yeah. like the two cops I sat there and talked to for 15 minutes, they were actually decent people. Some, I, I don't know. They weren't, the, they weren't the thugs in the front of the line. They were just a couple RCMP officers sitting there grabbing the arrested people. I had some logical conversations with them, but nothing related to any charges or anything. I just, whatever, like I said, what they ate for breakfast and shit like that. Just had some talks, told them where I was from and all that kind of stuff. But like, none of that stuff was on record or anything. So, but uh, I don't know. They're like the fourth set of cops that arrested me, or sorry, the fourth set of cops that took me in. They just drove around downtown trying to find their way out of the barricades. And then they drove me to a gas station that was five minutes outside of the red zone. They gave me these charges, made me sign the paper that saying I won't return to Ottawa. And uh, they said, okay, see you later. Don't go back in the red zone. But I had to go back in to get my car anyways, but I told them that. So Ooh, bad Ryan. How dare well, you go in the red zone? I know. Red zone is just it's, a silly, it's ridiculous. Silly, yeah. silly thing. It was, it was the party zone until uh, the emergency act came in place. Yeah. Those dangerous bouncy castles, man. So dangerous. Well, those were, you know, you could get injured on those things, right? Like they could be dangerous. Depend on who's jumping on them. You had some ha- someone heavy on one side, someone light on the other one. They do a flip, twist their ankle. Could end up ugly. Could end, could up, end ugly. up ugly. You know, toppling a democracy could end up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Charging. Well, the coolest thing was these guys had a hot tub there. There's uh, just one of those. Little I saw that. I saw that picture. Yeah. I saw a picture of that. <laughs> Yeah, they were chilling in it the whole time. Like, there's always someone in it. That's funny. So funny. Yeah, I mean, in that sub-zero type weather, I don't blame those protesters. There was, all for there was also, um, there was someone else from Parliament, actually, that sat, I don't know what she was, an MP or what the hell she was, but uh, she was saying that, oh, and they got those bouncy castles. I just wanted to pull the plug on them. And then I seen I seen a hot tub, and I just wanted to stab the hot tub and make it because it was a it was a inflatable hot tub. <laughs> and I'm just like, holy shit, the hostility for a hot tub! Like, what's wrong with so you, woman? They don't like seeing you guys like enjoy yourselves in any way. No, on not masking, not doing all the stuff that they really want to force you to do, and the fact that you just want to do it just frustrates them so much. But you know. Hopefully. Yeah, they can go shove it. What do you think? Yeah. Gonna, uh, what do you think is going to happen in the next three six months here? You think they're going to drop all the mandates? You think it's going to be more, you know, necessary protesting? What do you What do you foresee coming down the pike? Oh man, I I I don't see any good. I think just the worst. Like I I don't trust. After seeing what I saw in Ottawa and seeing how they portrayed it and seeing how that coward just kept doubling down on his bullshit. I, I, I'm just going to think the worst, and I, I have no idea, man. I don't think Canada is a good place right now. Uh, hopefully, if that's it. Hopefully I don't wrong. know. Like, hopefully yeah, you're wrong, but I think we probably agree with you. I think uh, it could definitely escalate and probably will escalate, you know, but we'll see. I don't know. I'm definitely going to hope for the best, and, you know, if he, if he wants to try in some way to redeem himself, I don't think he's ever going to, to be honest. But maybe at least try to mitigate and stop any more damage from being done and just lift the damn mandate so we can so everyone can move on. Great. 
but if not you know again history is not going to look kindly upon people like justin trudeau he is going to be remembered (laughs) with great shame but i think the people that matter to him are proud of him and i think that's all that really matters to him anyways oh yeah so of course like he's you know he's he's only just you know, reading reading the script for whoever the hell's pulling his strings, right? He's not, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And you know, he's he's only doing what he's ben told to do. And he said, I'm not making excuses for him one bit, but you know, it's just I don't know. It just seems like whatever it's going to happen, regardless, no matter what. Like they got they got thugs that can use force on us, and you can't use force back, or you're fucked. So. Like, I don't know. What do you do? They took everyone's guns away a couple of years back. So that's a actually maybe we'll end on this subject here on, on firearms. And, you know, something Brent and I have definitely developed stronger and stronger feelings on over the last two years. And I'm sure we're not the only ones. But, you know, it, here in America alone, you can just see the cultural difference when it comes to the places that had more firearms and the places that didn't and the ones that locked down the hardest, and the ones that didn't, you know, so places like Texas and Florida, which are very pro-gun, and a lot of people here are armed, I think just there's a general spirit of like, well, okay, enough, we're we're done with this, we're not going to comply anymore, and what's the government going to do? They can only push it to so far, you know, when people are armed in general. Other places where I think they're a little more compliant, there is definitely a correspondence between the compliance. California and New York, which are the two states which have the most stringent gun laws. They were the states that also locked locked down the the hardest and the longest. And New Jersey, too. And some places are still locked down. I mean, you know, they still have the vax passes in New York State, New York City. Uh, I think California is still under lockdowns. They're still doing mask mandates in schools in some places out there. So it's, you have to wonder, you know, if in places like Canada or in Australia, et cetera, if most people and citizens were still armed, you know, would this have played out in the exact same way or would it, you know, would it have gone on this long? You have to wonder. I don't think it would have. Right. No, right. And, um, but like I said, they, um, they press past laws to dis- disarm everybody and um, they got all the power, right? Is you guys don't like, have the equivalent of a Second Amendment up there, right? I uh, don't. What is the Second Amendment? Sorry, it's basically right in our Bill of Rights. It's like the it's the right to bear arm, bear and keep arms. Yeah. They shall not be infringed. It's in theory. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we'd have an equivalence to that. No. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think though. But like I said, like I'm uh, I'm very very out of touch with politics and all that kind of shit. You know, That's so I mean, it's hard to keep up with everything too, and. And I think you you don't have to be an expert on everything to have an opinion on it, or you know, even if your opinion is not totally informed or whatever. But one of the things we wanted to do with the show from the beginning was we didn't want to just talk to like like scholars or intellectuals, and we want to talk to normal people too, like regular everyday working normal people. Right. No, that that that's where you're gonna get uh, real genuine people, right? Like you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of. Uh... How am I put this? I don't know. I'm not, I can't really find the word, but you're going to just get just more down to earth. Like, I don't know, just you're going to get better. I don't even know how I'm trying to explain it. Sorry, bro. I I'm, just, to, I'm, I'm just going to shut up now. No, but one, one of the things 
I've noticed, you know, with a lot of the intellectual types is, you know, a lot of them are, they get out of touch, you know, the, the ivory tower type university professors and scholars and those types of people, as smart as they are, you know, I don't think you're getting a full picture of what's happening in the world and what's playing out, how people feel about things. If you're just listening to what someone with a degree says, or someone who is, you know, touted as an expert or qualified, it's like, you have to talk to regular, normal people. Most people are not politicians most people are not scholars or professors you know most people are working regular people you know and they're smart in their own ways and and, and stuff but it's like we i think just the working man is going to view things differently and you if you want a fuller picture of how people think and, and what they feel about what's playing out you gotta get that full picture you know oh yeah no i i get it like from my perspective i'm not the most knowledgeable guy at all but like I said, I kind of live by how I see it, and I, I, I form my own opinion opinions based on common sense and what you know makes sense to me, right? So, yeah. and you, you, see I, I see, yeah, you get you get more you get more raw, you get a raw more raw material out of everyday people as you as opposed to an expert, right? Because an expert's going by their book, as opposed to someone like me, you know, I'm just it's all raw, it's all top of my head. I'm not I'm not being told uh, how to think about a certain way or what to do you know it's just based off my own experience is not what i've read in a book yeah that makes uh, that makes sense it does it does well i mean you strike me as humble and you you seem like someone who's willing to just admit like say if we are talking about something like i don't know you know and i think too many people are afraid to just say that sometimes like they want to have an opinion on something and feel smart or whatever and we just got to learn to get better at saying we don't know you know or admitting when we're speculating if we're speculating but a lot of times well, people want to comment and like they're an authority on everything. No, hundred percent. Like I, I have no problem admitting I'm not Mr. Knowledge at all. Like I, that's, that's fine. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and try to outwit somebody because I probably won't have the time. Right. But I also, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just a firm guy. That's <laughs> that speaks it how I feel. And you know, I'm, I'm wrong a lot of the time, but I'm passionate. I also, I admit when I'm wrong, I, I, I notice and recognize it, but, uh, like I said, if I'm passionate about something, I'm going to speak it, and I'll, I'll worry about the consequences later, or whatever. <laughs> have you uh, have you found like a lawyer to to fight those charges? Like, how do you plan to deal with them? There's a lawyer from the convoy that's already taken care of it for me. There, he's got a whole bunch of them. So, wow, sweet. That's we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they just get dropped because I really don't want to have to deal with charges. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Totally. Yeah. No, I I also hope they get dropped, man. But if they don't and they and they give you more shit, we'll just have you on again. <laughs> yeah, it. no problem. But you know what though? I got the papers to show them a part of history now, so it's all good. No, be a good are. story for the for the grandkids. <laughs> yeah, well that that kind of plays back into the point I was saying earlier. You know, it's like when we when people think about history, they think of the names and, and the dates, but the names they think of are the big names, the leaders, the Trudeaus, you know, those, those people, the Trumps, not realizing that most history is made up of the normal everyday average folks and the, the movements of large groups of them, you know, we right. don't remember the big players because yeah, they make these huge big decisions. But it's the individual person that really makes history happen. It's why I recommend people read War and Peace by Tolstoy. I, I mean, if you got time and you can 
get through that long novel, that's one of the big themes of the novel is that, you know, the everyday person is a part of history, does make an impact on it. And history isn't just the big names like Napoleon, you know, it, it's, it's, it's the different class systems, it's the poor person, it's, it's, you know, the working man, it's all of that together. Right, yeah, no, that makes sense. On that note, I guess we'll wrap we'll wrap it up here. I think it's thank you so much for yeah. joining us again, Ryan. Been gone about an hour, but we we do appreciate it, man. Thanks for taking time out of your busy work schedule now and, and chatting with us. Oh uh, no, it's always my pleasure, guys. I, I like having some chats. Hopefully, I was able to answer everything uh, uh, accordingly. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, thank you very much. I got to go back to work now. So. Right. I think we got the scoop and we appreciate it again. And maybe we'll do a follow-up, you know, we'll see what happens. I hope they don't come after you more. I hope they drop these charges and I hope it doesn't. Yeah, well, like, well, like I'll, I'll keep in touch with you guys or whatever and let you know what's going on. And keep like I said, I'm never shy to come and talk if you guys want to have a chat. So awesome. Um, I did say that, you know, I'm not, I'm not full of knowledge, but um, I'm not afraid to talk and speak of my mind. So you like that moxie. You're insightful and you're humble and you know, we appreciate it. You know, you saw and you bore witness. And I think that's all that matters in this point. You know, you don't need to be all book smart all the time. It's that stuff. Well, I guess I, I do like to throw that out there too, that uh, I don't bullshit. Like I say it how it is. I don't, I don't try to like fabricate anything to make it look like it's better or worse than it is. I, I, I just say it how it is. And if it, uh, you know, if it, if it makes my side of the story look worse, well, that's, that's too bad because that's how it is. I'm not going to, I'm not gonna butter something up to look like my make my story look better. You know what I mean? So people, just so anyone knows, better. like you know, talking to yeah. me, I'm just saying how it is, it's straight up. And you know, if I defame myself with it, I defame myself with it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, they can take it or leave it. You know, but yeah, exactly. All we're doing, we're just having candid conversations here. This isn't, you know, that's the whole point. Yeah, that's the whole point. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Don't forget you to know? like, subscribe, comment, all that do stuff. All things, share on your social media, and we will be back again. Yes. Soon. Later, guys. All right, thanks, boys.